What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Kurt and Dylan. And this is it, Dylan. It's, it's bittersweet. It's the end of the season. Last race. Abu Dhabi is complete. And on that note, we'll see you next year. <laughs> basically it wasn't it wasn't the uh as far as races go it wasn't the most crazy entertaining race i wouldn't even it was a decent say race. it was it wasn't crazy in any way shape or form is like the most chill not a whole lot happened there was there was it was it was very chill there was there was some some good moments here and there but we'll get into those yeah i don't want to be too down it was the last race of the season it was so a good one. i it think was a good race it wasn't the goat nicholas latifi putting it into the wall with five laps left with the championship on the line and max verstappen on a new set of tires behind lewis hamilton good but uh, <laughs> you know it yeah. was better than the first it, 40 laps of singapore yeah and my uh my one prediction my unofficial prediction i had didn't really come true i said that if lance stroll showed up with that full goatee Everybody else better watch out because he came to play and eh, he wound up P10. Yeah. Nothing too crazy for the old Lance Stroll there. Yeah. So let's get into oh. it. FP1. We had 10 rookies on the track. I didn't realize all teams are required to have two practice sessions for rookies or reservists. I, actually, I think it is specifically rookie potentials. FP2 drivers or not FP, I'm sorry, F2 drivers. Or, uh, you know, people that are not in the sport. Um, and so most of the teams, apparently 10 of them elected to wait for the last race. There's a ton of new names on the track in FP1. And, you know, someone even put it into the wall. <laughs> That's not a good way to start <laughs> your career. Especially like driving Max's car or something like that and just totally just destroy the car. Yeah. So not a good look. But uh, that was F1 or FP1, nothing too crazy. FP2, we had someone else put it into the wall. Uh, the old Oof. Carlos signed special, if you will. Pretty much like right out the bat, too. Dude, he and, smacked uh, that wall. He did. You could hear it in his voice. You could hear it was a hard one. He was like talking about he hit a bump. And it was like, okay, yeah, you hit a bump. But then apparently overnight, they actually went out and ground down that bump in that turn and yeah. repaved it for the next day. Apparently, so apparently it was a legitimate bump there. Yeah, it, it sounded like it hurt. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's kind of all the excitement from practice. Yeah, not not much happened there. He once the red flag was over, I think it was came or uh, Hulkenberg put it into a wall. So there wasn't much practice. There wasn't much running for most of the people since they all had rookies in for the first FP. Uh, but that was kind of it for Friday. Not really much yeah. else happened after that. It was kind of the excitement for the weekend. And then, uh, Saturday came, you know, F FP three was FP three and then quality quality was, uh, was nothing crazy, but there was a lot of people out of position. It had some big surprises right out of the gate. I mean, in Q one, we almost lost Perez Piastri. We did lose Carlos signs and not because of track time deletion or like on merit. Carlos just did not put a lap together and he went out. He um, did. That was shocking. You wonder how much, you know, maybe the car setup wasn't good from the, the day prior with the accident and the rebuild and then limited running. But I mean, everybody had limited running. So that was kind of a shock. What was also pretty cool to see or pretty shocking was Logan Sargent was putting in some decent times. Kind of. He, I mean, yeah, they were decent enough to at least get him out of Q1 if he would have 
just not gone across the line on turn one there every single time it's like and so logan dnf do a little bit again so once again logan Sargent has to go to the stewards and ask for permission to partake in the race (laughs) because he didn't meet the minimum time i wonder how many times it is this season now that, I mean, that, it's that, two that. that I can remember off the top of my head. You'd think if we were expert podcasters, we'd go look that stat up. But we're doing it live, folks. Yes, sir. But so Logan's out. Uh, Zhou Guan Yu, Valtteri Bottas, as per usual, are both out. K-Mag and Carlos Sainz out. Not looking good for the P2 in the championships when Ferrari has one of their cars starting P16 in the race. Yeah. And then Mercedes says, no, we'll give you a chance. We'll send Lewis Hamilton out to suck and not qualify well again. (laughs) Yeah, Lewis is not happy. This whole actually Lewis hasn't been happy in a while. And well, since America, probably since Coda, I think, in that car. And uh, he's just always talking about how one weekend it's on the next. Even on this race, he was saying one turn to the other. It's got a completely different feel. So I, I know he's happy to get out of that car. But yeah, once again, Lewis out in Q2. Yeah, I it'll be we'll get into it later and in the offseason. I am excited and looking forward to what Mercedes brings to Bahrain next year. I don't think it's going to be the same car. I'm cautious on that because we felt the same way this year. And unless there's a shift in in thinking over there at Mercedes, which hopefully there will be, I'd like to see them fighting again. But Yeah. uh, yeah, we'll see. So we lose in Q2, Hamilton, Ocon, Stroll, Albon, and Danny Rick, which Danny was kind of surprising because Yuki was putting in some times. I mean, he made it all the way to Q3. He, Yuki was turned on this weekend, and I think Danny's still coming to grips with the car. Yeah, I think so. I did see one of the uh, one of the tech analysis on it saying that apparently after practice, Danny had requested a little bit more front end, and so they changed it up before FP3. And then he couldn't really get on top of it after that. And, you know, he went into uh, quality with that same setup and just couldn't do it. Which is sad, you know, especially when Yuki's doing so well. Danny's been outperforming Yuki the past couple races. So good for Yuki. He needed a a good finish there. and They needed it too. Yeah. And, and, you know, Alpha Tower needed that too for their their fight with Mercedes. Or I'm sorry, their fight with Williams. Yeah. So then we go to Q3, and Q3 was kind of business as usual. I mean, the whole time, Max was dominating the time charts. Um, I mean, he put it in P1, I think, every single round of quality. Leclerc was further down, signs going out early. It was like, ooh, man, we were kind of expecting Ferrari to do better this weekend. Of course, on the last lap, Leclerc does a a one-shot wonder and and puts it all the way up in P2. Um, We had Piastri in P3. Uh, Russell P4, Norris in five, Yuki in P6, ahead of Alonzo Hulkenberg, Sergio Perez down in P9, and then Gasly rounding out the top 10. So, it, you know, it definitely wasn't a crazy session by any means, um, but it had some surprises. It did. I was really uh, looking at Lando's time. He was putting in a good lap time, and then he, you know, completely Tokyo drifted it around that one turn and ruined any chance of being on the front row after that but yeah oscar oscar picked it up yeah that was a big one that was a big one for lando um yeah oscar definitely put in a good time we'll talk about it i'm sure a little bit in the uh, on the race review um oscar has absolutely got uh signs of a future world champion um i think the biggest thing he needs to do is 
figure out his race pace. Like I think Lando just has that experience on him to know, you know, when to lift and coast and break and, and hold a higher race pace. I think Oscar's still trying to figure that out. But once he does, uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yes, he will. All right, let's move on to Sunday now and the start of this race because we all got a little glimmer of hope once again that somebody was going to get in front and make Max actually work for his win. But Max and, and just, we got it for the first six six uh, corners. We kind of did. We kind of did. We got to see how Max is absolutely an animal and does not concede. Yeah. And the way he just continued to throw it around the outside, even though by all accounts, Charles Leclerc was passing him both in turn one and in turn six, turn six for sure. Yeah, man, you got to It just shows once again, just like uh, uh, what was it? Las Vegas, I think last week where Charlotte Claire was a little timid, not going like full out aggression on the start with Max. You have to really take it to Max and punch him in the nose or else he's going to get around you just like he did in Abu Dhabi. But man, I was, was impressed exciting. with the traction of the car for how fast he was moving around the outside on lap one on not heated tires. Like, I, I think that you talk about trust and drivability to, to be able to do that. But like you said, if you're going to be timid and, and that's your M.O., Max will win every time because everyone knows that he will take you both out <laughs> as opposed to conceding easily. And so. I think, you know, kind of kudos to Max for building that as part of his persona, because then you are going to have a Leclerc who, by all accounts, should have had that position back out because it's yeah. Max Verstappen and he'll take yeah. you out. And so exactly your corner. So kudos to Max for. Uh, but man, that was some great racing. That was that was super exciting. And for a second there, you thought it was going to happen. But man, just so impressive. And then you had Lando, who had a really good start getting by uh, George Russell. So then we had both McLarens, and now it's like, is he going to get past him? Is Oscar just going to let him go, or is he going to make him fight for it when he Lando's clearly the faster of the two? And luckily, it didn't take too long. But man, once he once Lando got past Oscar, I was really thinking, you know, here we go, let's get Charlotte Claire, yeah. and then let's take it to to Max. But he just never made any road or any uh pace on uh Charlotte Claire. No, and then later on, George Russell was in front of him, and he couldn't catch George to save his life. Yep. Um, it, it, that, that McLaren was just kind of, which we talked about. It's a medium downforce track with a lot of low speed corners. It just doesn't suit the McLaren very well. I think that they got the best they possibly could this weekend with, with yeah. the car setup. Yeah, they did. Even if it wasn't for that slow pit stop where Russell overtook him in, in the pits, overtook Lando in the pits, I think Russell eventually would have got him anyways on track. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, so lap one, we had some great racing for, for Max and Leclerc. Perez actually dropped from P9 to P10, and Lewis passed him. Lewis went up two, and Norris went up two places. Um, kind of a bad start for Perez. Good start for Lewis. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, then, like you said, yeah, lap four, Norris passed Piastri. And, I mean, that DRS was so strong here. He just kind of ran on by him. It wasn't much of a thing. Yeah. Um, and, and Norris was clearly faster on race pace. like. It was, I think it was the right move. Um, man, lap eight, Danny Rick has to come into the pits because a visor tear off was in the brake duct, and you just kind of throw your hands up. You're like, how unlucky can you I know. be? What What are the chances too? And especially when you're in such a tight fight with Williams for that P7 and the constructors, 
And now all of a sudden you got your one of your drivers all the way at the back of the pack. That is just so unlucky. It it's I was sitting there, I was like, is there any way to stop that movie? Like is it just I don't know that there is, but that seems mm. like maybe you know that's just part of racing, but it's just like, ah, dog, for an entire season to be wrapped up and no chance of really getting into the port points because of a tear off hitting your brake duck. He definitely had a little bit of that Charlotte Claire luck on that one. Just a smidge. <laughs> um, so I got a lot of uh, notes for 13 and four, laps 13, 14. Piastri and Norris both pit. Piastri comes in first, then Norris. Um, Piastri versus Alonzo. He comes out, and they're kind of battling it out right there. Piastri ends up keeping the place and, and staying ahead. So Russell stops. He he's clearly going. Everyone's clearly going for the two stop strategy. It's too early in the race. Everyone's doing a two stopper. Norris gets that five point one second penalty and and gets passed in the pit lane by Russell and comes out um, ahead of Alonso and Piastri, but behind Norris. So it's like, well, that sucks. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Pit stop, not penalty. Man, my words are all <laughs> over the place. Uh, yeah, five point one second pit stop. Uh, so yeah, Norris loses out to Russell. He, he challenges him for a couple of corners, but clearly the Mercedes has got a little bit more pace in it and there's no, no chance. Yeah. It was actually kind of impressive once that happened. And then the next couple of laps, like all the way up from like 16 to 19, Russell was really moving at that point. Like you got to yeah. see that Mercedes actually did have some pace, especially compared to the, uh, the McLaren, which is kind of the reverse of what we've seen the past few races. So, you know, that was, it was good to see, but also you saw Hamilton really wasn't doing that much at that point in the race. Multiple times, the race engineer and even Toto had to come over Hamilton's radio and be like, Lewis, you are quick. You are second fastest car. And it was like, he's like, okay, thank you. Yeah. <sighs> it's you so, a... <sighs> it's so weird to hear Toto come on the, on there and just like, it's like a little warm hug. It's like, Lewis, you're doing good. Just keep going. Keep your head it's, up. And it's even so the commentators, weird that Lewis needs it. I know, right? But it's like even the commentators is like looking at the times, like he's not the fastest car on track. Yeah. They're but they're like, well, Lewis that. doesn't know that in the cockpit. You know, he just needs maybe <laughs> a little confidence boost. It's like you're a seven time world champ. Like, where's the fire from? Yeah. Th there's something weird that's been going on the past. I guess a couple races we've been able to see it. Maybe it's just a culmination throughout the season, but we've seen multiple times Toto has had to come on the radio and either tell Lewis to calm down, let's you know, drive the car, let's talk about this afterwards. And then you had Lewis on one time coming over the radio telling Toto, it's like, hey, we'll talk about this afterwards. Yeah. And now you've got this, like, whatever reassurance that he's trying to give him yesterday. Something's been going on within that team, and it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's, it's very strange. Um, and it's honestly, it's just not that fun to like, listen to the radio. Every time I see the Merc radio thing, come on, I'm like, man, I do this time. <laughs> Who's complaining this time? The yeah. driver principal. Um, speaking of lap 16, Hamilton runs into the back of Gasly and <laughs> damages his front wing. Now, I don't think it was fully Lewis's fault. Like Gasly locked it up going into the corner and Lewis was i don't think was expecting the car to stop that much so he gave him a little love tap from behind and uh broke his front end plate wing on the left side but it was definitely kind of a weird 
exchange. It, it was just kind of clumsy. Yeah. Between, and again, it's not something you'd expect Lewis Hamilton to do. Like, I don't know if his attention was elsewhere. Maybe he was looking at the board or something, or one of the screens. I don't know. But yeah, that was a, a weird one. Yeah. It's super weird. Uh, lab 19. Gasly figures out that he has been undercut by his teammate. Yes. And is not happy. He's pissed. And this is what we were talking about on the preview because Alpine wasn't in any danger of losing their spot in the in the constructors championship. So there's no team orders coming down, but you got two drivers separated by I think like four points and you got Gasly in the lead, Ocon behind. So whenever they got close or anything happened, you knew that there was going to be fireworks and Gasly was pissed off about this. And Understandably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it, it just I'm telling you, man, no matter how much on the surface they say there's nothing wrong, there is a huge issue bubbling under the surface at that team with these two. And I, I know that it's coming going to come to a head. Yes. Um, lap 24, Stein, Stein still hasn't pitted. Uh, he started on the hard tire. He's only one of three that started on the hard tire. So he gets 24 laps on the hard. I comment that he hasn't pit. And then he literally immediately comes into the pits. Um, and this is the beginning of the end for Ferrari. You know, signs started way in the back P 16. He'd made some good inroads being on the hard tire and going a little bit longer than everyone else. They pit him and put him on another set of hards guaranteeing a two stop with no other options. And it, it just, I don't, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I cannot fathom why anyone would do that. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a hundred percent gamble because yeah. even like they said later, they're waiting for a safety car. So that is a 100% gamble because like you said, you have to pit again and you know, you're going to lose out because you got to pit again. So to take a risk or to take a chance like that, when you're that close in the championship for P2 to take a gamble like that is just kind of, it doesn't make sense. We just said last week, I just said that they're not making any kind of weird strategy calls lately. The ship's starting to turn. And then you go and do this, which yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I know there's almost always a safety car here, but it's still a gamble. It's not a guaranteed. You just so don't I, leave I think yourself you any flexibility whatsoever. Like you're, you're now writing your entire strategy is based on hope. Like, yep. <laughs> Hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams is all you're going for now. I, I just think it was a really bad call. We'd probably be singing a little bit different story if there was a safety car, but I was sitting there when they said that and was like, that's a bad call all the way around. I don't think we'd sing. I'd still be saying they got lucky. Yeah, but for sure. Was, I, I think that was dumb. After that, I don't have any notes till lap 34 when Norris pits and starts the second round of pits to stop the undercuts. Um, unless you got something. No, there was kind of just like a lull at that point where everything was just kind of business as usual until the pit stop started. Uh, I got lap 34, Norris pits, so Russell immediately responds. It doesn't work out. Norris is still behind Russell. Uh, Norris was pretty close behind him, but Russell got some back markers and got DRS, and so yeah. he was kind of able to defend Norris off with that. Saved um, by the DRS. Saved by the DRS. Uh, lap 38, Alonzo comes over the radio saying that they are the slowest car by far on the straight i started paying attention with drs most of the cars were hitting about 203 down the long straight between five and six um i think alonzo hit like 196 Oof. it was 
he he was completely right. They were so slow down the straightaway, and it was he pointed that out, and it was like, oh yeah, check that out. Actually, like <laughs> it was a lot slower. Um, and then he break checks Hamilton. Yeah, which that so I don't know, man. I know the commentators are saying maybe so that Hamilton would pass him, and then Alonso would then get DRS to protect him, you know, from the such a slow yep. speed. But I, I get where Hamilton's at, man. Like, if you're going that fast, you're not expecting somebody to come off the gas that far from the turn. That On could be a dangerous situation. Line. Right. It's the same thing. If you look at Lewis and uh, Max in, what was that, Saudi in 2021, yeah. where Lewis actually ended up hitting Max. It, I mean, that's a dangerous thing to do. So. Yeah, that, that I see it from uh from I'm on Hamilton. And Alonso didn't one. even get a penalty. I, I I think it was a big brain big brain move on Alonso trying to get Lewis to hit that DRS zone uh detection point and then get ahead. I, I just yeah, it's dangerous on the racing line. It's it's for the exact same reasons you can't swerve under braking going into a turn. Like yeah. I mean look at yeah, it's similar, almost similar to uh was that old Lance Stroll and Fernando Alonso and Coda 2022 when Fernando wound up going airborne and because yeah. he swerved in front of him. But so. also around this time, you had probably one of my favorite radio messages of the, the day when Max Verstappen so kindly gives Red Bull permission to pit Checo ahead of him. He's <laughs> like, I missed guys. this. What? I must have walked <laughs> away for a second. Lap 37, Max comes over the radio and he says, basically, hey, you can go ahead and pit Perez ahead of me if you want to. Because he sees, you know, that Perez is coming through and, you know, he wants, obviously, he wants to give, get Checo on the podium, I guess. But he's just so kind of him to, to give permission to, to pit him ahead. <laughs> Which normally very you don't see. Like, like. <laughs> exactly. Very unmax like. It was hilarious. I must totally missed that. Um, Lap 41, we have Russell asking about Lewis, which was kind of entertaining. And he got some vague answer from, from his engineer. And Russell like fired back and was like, I need to know. And it was like, well, you kind of <laughs> don't. Like, you're in, what was he, in third place at that point? Is like, you can't really do anymore or help Lewis. It's, yeah. I, it was funny because his race engineer was basically like, He's racing, you know, you know, yeah. to that effect. They gave him that much information like he's, you know, down there. And uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, what could he do? I, I understand, you know, he's in the fight for the championship for P2. And so he wants to know, like, hey, are we in this? But I, I think his Page engineer could have said, yeah, I th his engineer could have just been like, oh, he's in P12 right now. End of radio message instead of yeah. whatever the hell he said. Um, I was laughing at lap 42 signs comes over the radio and is like, Ricky, the fuck are we doing right now? <laughs> yeah. Copy waiting on safety car. And you're like, oh, okay. Confirmed. Y'all are, y'all are definitely running a strategy based on hopes and dreams at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my I God. That, that was, was yeah. Super entertaining it from signs. Yeah, I like uh, the commentators like, yeah, Ferrari's on plan L for luck at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Lap 45, Alonzo versus Signs. Yeah, Alonzo was super slow and straight. Signs passes him. Not much you can do. Lap yep. 47, Perez and Norris contact. Probably the most controversial part of this race. Yeah. And how 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 do you take this instance and the the resulting penalty? I think that the 
I, I don't think it should have been a penalty. I think it should have been a racing incident. Um, they both were very, very late on breaking. You can watch when they did the replays, like uh, Perez had the wheel turned all the way to the left. Car was just understeering. He still had too much speed. They bumped tires, no damage whatsoever to each other. Like that, that's racing right there. Robin's racing, Harry. Um, it, it's to get a five second time penalty that ultimately changes the entire outcome of who's going to has the potential to make ramifications of who's P2, P3 in the constructors. Like I, I thought it was, it was a very, very harsh penalty. You're not going to give Alonzo a penalty for brake checking Lewis, but you're going to, for bumping tires, we're giving five second penalties. I thought it was a bad call. Yeah. I So going back and watching the replay on it, I think they gave the penalty because when you watch from Perez's point of view, he starts to make the turn. And for a split second, he kind of opens the steering wheel again and then goes right back to turning. And so I think maybe that's why they gave him the penalty because he honestly, he went past the apex. Yep. And so... Honestly, I think it was other than that little bit where he opens the steering wheel, I would say it's 50-50. At that point, I would say maybe it's a little bit more on Perez. Um, but again, worth a five second penalty? I don't know. I don't know. For bumping tires. If that you know, if he nailed Lando's side pod, damaged Lando in any way, shape, or form, but like both of them came out of the next turn, still in the same positions, no damage done whatsoever. Yeah. It's a racing incident. Like, like you said, there was there racing. was yeah, there was more severe incidents that took part or took place that had no ramifications at all. So, yeah, I think that would have should have just been, you know, don't do it again. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, lap fifty-seven, we got Big Brain Leclerc being his own strategist, looks just like Signs is having to be his own strategist because Ferrari's going back to doing <laughs> Ferrari things, and Leclerc realizes that he needs to be in front of. Russell and is worried about the threat from Russell and to let Perez through both of them to gain DRS because Perez is going to drop back with the five second penalty and Leclerc will get to maintain his lead over Russell. Yeah. And, uh, you know, okay, copy. <laughs> Leclerc go ahead and does it. It works like a dream. Ended up not really mattering just due to, you know, signs not scoring any points like uh, to other mitigating factors it didn't really matter either way but it showed leclerc was thinking well also sergio perez didn't hold up his end of the bargain in that deal i don't think he understood the assignment because he needed <laughs> what charlotte claire needed was for checo to pull five seconds on george russell so that when yeah. he dropped back he was between leclerc and george russell checo only pulled 3.8 by the end yeah. of the race so 1.2 seconds more and Ferrari would have won the ch or got second place at the championship. But I don't think anybody passed that message on to Perez. I'm sure Perez <laughs> is like, oh, he's pulling over. Ah, oh, I'm in P2. <laughs> and just keep going. <laughs> he's like, no, Checo, you got to go. And that's afterwards, you know, when uh, George in the interview was like, I thought Charlotte Claire was going to back me off. You know, kudos for him for not, you know, racing like that, keeping it clean. Charlotte Claire probably, you know, he could have done more. He could have started weaving all over, making that car as wide as possible to really slow George Russell down. But he, you know, kind of let Checo go and like, all right, take care of it, Checo. And Checo didn't do it. So, <sighs> damn it, Checo. Almost. Almost. Nobody passed uh -oh. that message on to him. I got lap 58, Hamilton versus Sonoda. That was some good racing right there. And that was Hamilton made a mistake and, and Sonoda capitalized on it. It was like, hell yeah. 
Yeah, I was rooting so hard for Sonoda to see him running so far up in the grid. It was awesome. Yes. And then right there, you're like, no, he's about to lose it. He got picked but off by Alonzo. He was slowly sliding backwards. You had Lewis coming up. It was like, no. And then Lewis brought too much speed into the hairpin and, and drifted it. And Sonoda took advantage and passed him. It was like, hell yeah. So I have a bone to pick on this instance with these Ooh. damn TV broadcasters, man. Because oh, once again, as soon as you see Hamilton go sideways, they cut and you see P3 and P4 go across the finish line. I don't know. I guess, it, yeah, it's a big deal that they're crossing the finish line, but Hamilton is sideways right now in a turn yeah. in an actual fight that's going on. These guys aren't even fighting. And, you know, I know it's a quick You couldn't decision. even see if Sonoda passed him. You had to watch the leader's right. tree to see, oh, shit, Sonoda did pass him. And finally, someone was like, hey, go back and replay that. And we got to see it. But yeah. Right. I know, I know, you know, split second decision is hard. I would have preferred to see a picture in picture at that point. Yeah. You know, since there's a battle going on, just put it up to the side. But man, it was one of those where it's like, oh, he's sideways. Oh, we're not going to see it. <laughs> oh, and that was it. That's the end of the yeah. race, man. That's all she wrote. Max Verstappen, P1. Leclerc, P2. George Russell on the podium. Second time this season, P3. Perez drops down to four. Lando, five. Oscar, six. Alonzo, seven. Yuki, eight. Lewis Hamilton, nine. Lance Stroll, 10. And Danny Rick, 11. With a monster oh. of a recovery drive. That was so crazy. Just waiting Poor. to see just one more person goes out and Danny Rick's up in the points. Uh, I was and they weren't going to catch Williams, but man, I was rooting for it. Um, and that's a wrap. That's that's the end of the season. That is. So, and then good. I was I was hoping to see a little bit more on the, the donuts there because that's my favorite yeah. part of the ending. And then it just actually, well, I will say Max Verstappen did probably the most perfect donut that you could imagine came out, basically drove right into the, the podium or the P1 spot. Unlike Charles Leclerc last year, if you remember him, he got lost. He was like, where's P2? He's like driving around trying to find it. Max Verstappen yanks it around, cranks a couple of donuts and just finishes right there where he needs to be. Perfect. Awesome. And then you have Leclerc on the radio. Okay, I'm gonna go do some donuts. No donuts. No donuts. <laughs> Aw. I was like, oh no, it's just Mick Schumacher all over again. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree. I would have liked to see more cars out there doing donuts, but uh, you know. So, <sighs> heroes and zeros. This was a hard one for me. The zeros were hard. I've got I've got a couple heroes, but the zeros were harder for me. You want me to go first? sure go for it so my first zero is ferrari losing out the constructors and being p3 getting beat by mercedes by three points what they did to carlos signs leaving him out there with horrible strategy signs ended up what p18 like yeah just because he came in the pits just absolute terrible strategy session old uh, kudos to leclerc on his p2 but the rest of ferrari failed um man i'm gonna unfortunately call out williams Ooh, williams had an awful awful race they finished uh p14 p16 they were nowhere near the points the entire weekend it was bad williams just kind of you know they were gonna alpha Tauri had a chance to take that p7 spot but williams kept it uh barely and man the stewart's Five second time penalty on Perez was ridiculous. The the brake check thing, it, it was 
There are also there's like seven teams getting uh, investigated for uh, pit lane infractions because certain tire guys weren't wearing the proper ear prote- or eye protection. It's just like you guys suck. <laughs> You're like the worst refs ever. <laughs> oh, such a dramatic change from three races ago when you had them I, on your heroes list and i and i did that on purpose because we never call out when they do good only when they do bad they did a good job that weekend the rest of the weekends you guys suck they just make it too easy <laughs> all right so my zeros i'm only going to call out one zero on here Ooh. and my zero is going to be haas because <laughs> and, and <laughs> haas is you know what they're haas they're doing haas things they're always down but I was just looking at this upgrade package that they made such a big deal about. Like, we're going to come to Coda with a Red Bull copy and everything's like, oh, everything's going to be awesome. We're going to be up at the front and then just getting closer. And they're like, hold on, maybe we're not going to be that good. Let's not get put the cart ahead of the horse. And now we get here. Nico Hulkenberg has reverted to the old car. He doesn't even have the upgrades anymore. He's finishing well ahead. I think he finished P15. The name, yeah, P15 and uh, K Mag was a P20. Dead last. P20, a lap Lapped. down. K Mag's got the upgraded car, air quotes upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Nico's got the old car. And so for me, man, I got to give it to Haas. They put all their eggs in one upgrade basket and it made them slower. They're already yeah. the slowest car on the track and it made them even worse. P10 so that's, championship. That's my zero. For How many sure. points? I think it's six total points scored the entire season. That, 12, I, I, me, 12 points i've said it before i don't understand that team i don't understand how it's still a team how gene haas is still sinking money into this that might yeah. it be its own podcast by itself but yeah haas is my zero this week fair enough heroes go for it all right heroes my first hero i'm gonna go with the mexican sergio perez man he had a really good drive he came back yeah. and wound up on the podium well Almost Kinda. on the podium if it wasn't for that that penalty. Um, so I got I got Checo as a hero. Gotta give it to Yuki, man. Yuki brought it Driver together. Of the day. Driver, I was about to say, yeah, he's gotta be everybody's hero right now. He Led held it together. Free. Yep, good quality. He was yeah, apparently after the race, he said he didn't even know he was in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't even tell him. That's so funny. He's just just driving around, doesn't even know he's leading the race. Um, and then my third one, uh Charles Leclerc, man. Leclerc has, I think he's made a turn. I, I think he finally found rock bottom. I think that he has gone up and he's on his rise, his ascension right now. And that big brain moment at the end of the race just shows that he is a thinking man. I wish he would be a bit more aggressive on the start. Yeah. But, uh, you know, honestly, that wasn't his race. And, you know, like he said, maybe he didn't want to cook his tires and lose any shot of that p2 and the constructors so and he said him. in the he said in the interview afterwards he was like i i wanted to give it uh, give it a go on max but he was like ultimately that red bull was going to pass me two laps later no matter what he was like it my yeah. race wasn't with red bull this weekend yeah it was like well yeah you're right. he's, he's a smart driver so I, I give it to him fair enough what do you got i'm gonna give it to mercedes p2 and the constructors um when you look at one, all of the bitching and moaning that they do. But two, how few podiums they have. Lewis was on, I think, three podiums this season. Uh, George was on two podiums. And to be P2 in the constructors shows 
I mean, we we're, we talk shit about Mercedes and I will continue to probably beat on them because I don't think that they're heading in a good direction necessarily. But P2 held off Ferrari, held off, you, you know, good for them. Yeah, uh, absolutely good for them. Uh, I'm going to call it Alonzo, man. He had a great drive, you know, did everything that Aston could ask for. And then some. he's so fun to watch. It, it was I, I'm just enjoying him. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. And lastly, Yuki Sonoda. Of course. Yeah. All right. Let's do these uh, these predictions. Oh, yeah. I don't think I got one. Again, I didn't get one prediction. All right. So, pole position. I said Charles Leclerc. You said, I said Max. Okay. The correct answer was Max. Max. Oh, I did get one. I did get one. Not that one, but I did get one. All right. Uh, P3. I had Lando Norris. I had Checo. Correct answer was George. All right. P2. I had Checo. I had Leclerc. Right answer right there. Okay. Okay. And P1. I did have Max. Yeah, I did too. So that's good to go. Wild card. My wild card was there would be a Mercedes retirement. No retirements. No, no, no. Uh, my no. wild card was that Ferrari was going to beat Mercedes in the constructor championship. Oh, and they failed. Checo robbed you. I think signs <laughs> robbed us. Thanks to, <laughs> to Ferrari's stupidity. Oh um, man. So that's it. Kind of a boring weekend, uh, but good season. You know, if we kind of take Red Bull out of the equation, if we kind of just take Max Verstappen out of the equation, lots yeah. of fun. I'm excited to do a review of this season. Go back. I'm excited to go back and watch replays and highlights of all the races. Yeah. And remember all of the cool stuff that happened. I think that'll be, we need to do like a happy hour one day and pour a drink and reminisce of, of all of the happenings of the season. I think that'd be a lot of fun. For sure. It was a great season. Yeah. It was a long season. It was a great was. season. There's some really good races. And we've got 96 days until the next Grand Prix which is a long time, but there'll be stuff happening. We've got next year is going to be super silly season. Uh, yeah. We've got off season starting now. So we're going to have you can count on at least one podcast a week from us, unless something crazy pops off and then we'll hop on and do an, an extra one. Uh, other than that, we've got to get ready for the livery launches, the new car launches coming out next season. But yeah, man, this is, this is it. We've seen the last of Max Verstappen in that RB19 the most dominant combination in Formula One history. It's and it's thinking that, I think that's going to stay that way for a hot minute. Yeah, uh, that's uh, going to be a tough one to beat right there. That is 19 wins. I did like season. Red Bull would have had the perfect season if it wasn't for Carlos Sainz in Singapore. The only right. other winner than a Red Bull <laughs> the entire year. You got to give it to him. That was awesome. Also, um, after the after the race, I don't know if you saw Max Verstappen took a microphone and was interviewing Fernando Alonso. Yes, I did. That was awesome. So Max said that he will be racing GT3 at some point in the in Portimao uh, during the offseason. Yep. Fernando challenged him to another series that he's going to be racing in and told him that he'd beat him over there, which I would love to watch those two go head to head. Oh, I totally would. And they've talked regularly about doing Le Mans together, which I think uh, would be really cool. Oh. That would be so cool right there. That would be awesome. Um, and Alonzo's won Le Mans twice, I believe. I'm Once not sure twice. the numbers, but yeah. Um, 
So yeah, stick with us through the off season. The plan right now is every Monday we'll release a podcast. I think we're planning on kind of doing some constructor reviews, looking at the constructors as a whole. We've got we've got to go back and review our predictions from the beginning of the year. That's going to be quite entertaining. Um, <laughs> it's going to be telling. We've got a review of the season. We're gonna we got we got stuff planned. So uh, stick with us and uh, please email us, DM us ideas and. Uh, we look forward to it. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review and share it with a friend if you can. Other than that, we will catch you next week. I think that's it for this one, Dylan. You got anything else? That's it. All right. Well, on that note, stay classy, America. We'll see you next time.